This is Silu welcoming you to a new episode of the EY Tech Trends podcast where we look at the most important issues that India Inc needs to know in its digitization journey. Today we are discussing the new trends shaping industry 4.0 and we have with us Harsh Kumar who is a consulting partner at EY India and focuses on the digital and emerging technology space. Harsh will help us deep dive into how industry 4.0 is revolutionizing the way companies manufacture, improve and distribute their products. Harsh, would you throw some light today on the key technological changes that COVID-19 pandemic brought into the manufacturing sector? First of all, Silu, really thank you for having me over and giving me this opportunity to share my perspective. in this important space for india incorporated the impact of covid-19 on manufacturing sector has been significant especially on the production and supply chain and logistics areas something which was not really uh, visible uh, earlier in the manufacturing like a work from home hybrid work options have actually uh, become a re- reality and reduced the administrative cost rp adoption is also increasing significantly and automating the repetitive task there's a whole bunch of activities which are happening now say smart manufacturing real time inventory tracking condition monitoring systems predictive maintenance of asset and their health tracking the supply chains have seen a lot of digital interventions to make them agile responsive and cost efficient some of the leading players are actually implementing digital twin simulations for testing and other areas auto sector has always been leading with robots for enhancing the productivity and uh, safety and the quality uh, in their sector many businesses have become technology driven company in fact some manufacturing businesses are shifting their focus to become a technology company and we had seen some examples in the past as well according to uh, an allied market research this market of you can say digital manufacturing market uh will register a CAGR of close to 16.5% that is a jump from 276 billion in 2020 to 1370 billion by 2030 that's very insightful harsh thanks for that uh moving on harsh what are the current key challenges in smart manufacturing it's a very important uh, aspect from an implementation perspective silu and thank you for asking this one there are actually in my uh, opinion there are five major challenges uh, which cut across you can say data ingestion ot connectivity cyber security cost related to or you can say the capex related to implementation and definitely the technical skills needed to uh, do these kind of an implementation OT connectivity issues predominantly are due to ports compatibility multiple communications protocols network issues and as one knows most of our indian factories also have very old ot systems as well cyber security is a very major issue because unprotected ot systems old assets and it security ignorance creates easy targets 
and uh, we have seen some cyber attacks on our uh, installations in the recent past as well. These issues have a very strong impact on project implementations and uh, can derail the implementation timelines. We also face data ingestion challenges due to old OT devices, which only support one-way communications, and due to high data volume generated by these OT devices, uh, it's not easy to segregate and handle it. The cost is quite significant to try and have uh, and scale it up. But one of the major issues which cannot be ignored is the right skills. In fact, in US, uh, what they have predicted that 65% of the job roles that exist as on date, uh, or rather even 10 years down the line, uh, I mean, they won't be existing really. There's a whole bunch of new roles uh, with a lot of emphasis on digital. And that's a clear indication of the skill scarcity of which this industry and across the globe, and including India, will face. Do you think uh, our factories are 5G ready, Harsh? 5G is supposed to bring in a major transformation on the manufacturing side. But are we ready yet? It's a question is a mixed bag. It's a yes and no. 5G will definitely enable high intensity and ultra low uh, latencies for machine to machine protocols. It will support bandwidth uh, heavy technologies, as we know, like computer vision, uh, AI, a audiovisual and virtual reality and digital twin technology and their implementations. Uh, it can and it will help in real time prediction and defection of detection of uh, defects and damages. This, as per you can say, IHS market estimate uh, in a global value across industries by 2035, it can be close to 13 trillion uh, USD. While we have this technology coming in and we have the OEMs, uh, you can say the world leading uh, manufacturers of equipments and all from a 5G compatibility, uh, moving towards trying to set up their equipment and uh, working towards that. The ground reality is that in many of our Indian, especially the Indian manufacturing setup, uh, the pace of digital re revolution is yet to catch pace and they are still working and in some of their areas where these factories operate it's only 2g and 3g which is there so it also depends on the way 5g will get enterprise level will get rolled out because a lot of our factories came up in the remote areas as well uh, and that may take time because the rollout for an enterprise phase for 5g is uh, still enough you can say phase uh, for deployment the area, as I mentioned earlier, Sigu, if you recollect, uh, cybersecurity with OT devices will be very crucial. And with 5G, it will obviously uh, be very, very important because the speed and the smoother access controls or, uh, will actually increase the uh, attack surface. And any lack of cybersecurity awareness, these threats will increase manifold. The telecom players really have burned a hole in their own pockets uh, by buying out these 5G X Spectrum. And uh, there's going to be uh, quite a stiff competition between the leading players. The CapEx and the OPEC cost for a 5G implementation in the factory setup 
is still to be seen as to what's the absorption and the business case which is going to be made, made up. Uh, in my visibility, the leading Indian telecom players are really ramping up their deployment plans and they have actually uh, done pilot rounds uh, to, try, uh, to try and uh, make sure the enterprise business adoption is high. Uh, and they, by December 23, which is this year, they do plan to reach out and that's something which we are all observing very closely. Uh, in fact, some of them have gone to that extent of uh, doing lots of pilots uh, with whether it be utility companies, manufacturing companies, uh, they have done pilots also in the agriculture, media, retail, healthcare side, and with all kinds of simulations from uh, edge computing, AR, VR, cloud, uh, other areas. And they've tried to be as diverse, cutting across the various segments and sectors uh, as much as is possible in their pilots. So this is a very interesting space to watch out. That's Thank great. You. Harsh, which sectors do you think are currently experimenting with digital twins? See, look, this is something which is uh, emerging and emerging at a very fast pace. So let me start with a basic definition as well. Uh, it's a virtual representation of physical asset a person or a process which comprise of data collected from multiple sources with a layer of behavioral insights which gets derived from this data and visualization. Uh, earlier, actually, uh, aviation industry, the flight sim simulators, or you can say the deep sea oil rig testing and uh, the power plant simulator, especially the heavy capex-based industry, generally, traditionally, have been using it across. It's just now that this technology is becoming, uh, you can say, more pervasive, or at least others are trying to. That's, that's how it's becoming very closely, uh, you can say, entwined with the Industry 4.0 uh, plans across the industry verticals. It does help in reducing time to market and wastage, enhancing quality and sustainability. Uh, in certain areas, this has helped improve customer experience, and uh, which in a way, and all these points will definitely add to the uh, revenue uh, top line and bottom line as well. In manufacturing, it's definitely getting uh, evaluated and used for product development, I would say. High precision connected tasks, energy management, and for uh, and people are using or experimenting it very strongly for ARVR, for troubleshooting, for the maintenance or debottlenecking and other areas. Across industries, if you were to ask me the question uh, is, healthcare is using them, uh, you are using them in uh, supply chain areas, logistics companies are also trying to use them. Uh, we are seeing consumer durables also experiment, a global, uh, you can say, toothpaste manufacturer has already deployed it and uh, used it. Uh, so, and as per, uh, I mean, if I were to quote uh, McKenzie themselves, uh, digital twins uh, will actually reduce the time to deploy new uh, artificial driven capabilities by up to 60%, and they will bring down the capex and the opex by close to 15%. This, uh, another study, if I, you allow me to quote uh, from markets and markets research, estimate that this market uh, of digital twins is uh, which is was estimated by them to be close to 4 billion in 
2019, we'll actually have, see a CAGR of 37 uh, or close to 38 uh, percent and will reach uh, 35, uh, 36 billion dollars by 2025. Right. And how will simulations and emulations influence the factory settings? So, you know, uh, this digital twin, when you look at it, uh, can be applicable at a component level. You can look at it at an asset level or at a production line system or at a process level completely. You can play it depending on how you want to do it. Uh, obviously, the spectrum would be from a small to large. And uh, the original equipment manufacturers actually are simulating uh, machine parameters digitally in a virtual environment to test the performance and output of the machine, uh, which is actually bringing them, uh, reducing their time to market, their uh, installation and commissioning time, and uh, also uh, reducing the probability of failure uh, during the initial start and the initial run of those operations. Uh, machine parameter settings uh, also, it, helps uh, to try and simulate uh, before they actually uh, go live in the factory. Uh, and the most important part is uh, the operations team, uh, which is going to absorb this technology or this equipment or this entire process uh, setup, uh, can be uh, trained at site uh, through virtual simulation training, which ensures higher safety and uh, better, uh, you can say, production uptimes during operations. Uh, the concept, as I said earlier, can be extended across the entire production line or to a set of processes, and you can simulate both men, material and uh, machine parameters to try and see uh, how best to enhance the throughput and reduce the downtimes in assembly line or shop flow. Great. Thanks very much, Harsh, for joining us today. I thoroughly enjoyed the interaction and I'm sure our listeners will also derive great value from the insights and information that you have shared with us today. Thanks once again. Thank you, Selu, and I'll definitely look for a lot of feedback on this conversation.